Hello and welcome to 16-Ounce Cinema Director's Gallery. I'm TJ, I'm here with Mike. What's up? And we are continuing our Mario Minute series, looking at Mario Bava's filmography with his 1964 western, The Road to Fort Alamo, the Which movie we... Joe Dante regrets not seeing in theaters. <laughs> is that true? It's a, yes, it's an anecdote. I have the quote from him. It's in Tim Lucas's book. It says, the poster said it was directed by John Old, so I didn't know it was the new Mario Bava picture. I went to see the co-fixture feature, and as I walked in, Road to Fort Alamo was on and had about 10 more minutes to left to run. I could tell it was a Bava film immediately, and he talks about how he recognized it, and I sat there feeling sick because it was the last day of the booking, and I knew that I'd screwed up and would probably never get a chance to see it again. To this day, which is like 2007, I still haven't seen The Road to Fort Alamo. Oh. Yeah, he's he's a big. I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but he no. comes up a bunch in the Tim Lucas book because he was a big big fan of Bava mm-hmm. back in the day when like cult films that was really like a cult, very underground, and he kind of he helped like bring uh, more attention to Bava, like even back then, but then held on to it as the films became more available in the U.S. Well, he he must have missed his most boring movie, so whatever. But, right. uh, but yeah. it, it, his po- the poster for this movie, I don't know if you saw it, is fucking amazing. It's like this super jacked up Indian holding a spear. Oh, yes. Like laying in a field of dead. And it's like, what the fuck? I want to see that it movie. Is, it's on the Wikipedia there. Yeah. <laughs> that, that movie um, is badass. That is like an Indian right. massacre in a valley. It's just. Totally nothing to do with my movie or our movie that we watched. Right. Um, just a little little background, and then I'll go over the plot because this movie is like super obscure, and we had to go to the back channels to get it. So we'll go over the plot and then talk about the movie. We've already said it's the most boring movie. Um, you might not recognize that there's any talent behind the, the camera with him, but this is actually the last time he's collaborated with his cameraman, whose oh. name was Trezano, his editor Sarandre. And his assistant director, Franco Prosperi. Well, just fire so, them all or what? Um, well, most of them left for money. Um, it says, Terzano left because he was <laughs> fed up with everyone looking at his work and saying that Mario Bava was responsible. So he was the, he was an artist who wanted more credit for what he, he did. And he basically went off and didn't do much, but made more money. Um, but Franco, who is the assistant director, has this quote in the Tim Lucas book. And there's a blurb of it actually on the Wikipedia, too. Mario was useless at making westerns. He had no talent for it. I disown that movie completely. It was kind of a disaster. Everything started with the idea of a producer, a famous one who later went to jail. And there's another person involved. Uh, it says who they all met. Um, we knew we had a lot of money because he was back. Blah, 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 as soon as yeah, that was a bit on the weekend. No, that's too. it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> he kind of went on. Sentence, though, that's funny. <laughs> I quit Mario's crew because I was earning more from Americans. Yeah, I thought there was more in the middle of it. I had just a screen cap of the page. But yeah, so... I don't know if you can just show the movie like that you're a part of. <laughs> you wrote. <laughs> right. Whatever. Our assistant it. directed. Yeah, assistant director, yeah. Yeah, but this ah, is... Oh, shitty. I disown it. It's not mine. <laughs> there's no sense of style in this movie. So no. so the plot. You have King Clark is Bud Massidy, or Bill Mannerly, I guess, if you watch the Italian version. Or John um, Smith. The the copy we got mixed 
the two, I think, to give a complete film. So some parts were dubbed and some parts were subtitled. Yeah. Anyway, he basically... The transition was fucking weird, man. Every time, I was like, what's going on? Yes. So basically the story is he's a kind of wayward ex-soldier who's broke. And he gets involved with some, some outlaws. And oh, he at the beginning he finds a requisition order for, off of a dead. Con- yeah, hang on. Uh, if, if you soldier. actually just talk about the plot, like so, this this guy finds a requisition order for a bunch of money, and then right. him and a bunch a of payroll, criminals, the whole like, payroll fund for an entire yeah. like, platoon or whatever. Yeah, and then him and a bunch of criminals like steal the money from a bank, and then they have to I pretend think, they're soldiers when they get caught. Like well, that sounds they awesome. Get, they get attacked by Indians. Yeah, who and, steal and also the, yeah, lots of Indian attacks. The money, or, or steal half the money. And they're rescued by the soldiers, and since they had dressed up as soldiers to, you know, fake the requisition at the bank to begin with, now they're stuck, you know, having to pretend to be soldiers and trying to figure out, first of all, how do they get away from the army, how do they not get killed by Indians, and how, if possible, can they get the money? Yeah. Which, yeah, that's a really good plot or premise for a Western. But there's, there's, there's nothing... To it. Oh, and nope. also, he's left with one outlaw who, well, he has two of his buddies there with him, but one outlaw is, like, really a bad guy. Oh, yeah. But they don't really make much of him. Nah. So, actually, the first time I watched this, I kept falling asleep, and so I figured I, I needed to Ruin your life it. by watching it twice. So, I watched it in three times speed. Oh. <laughs> it took me like 25 minutes and I was like doing other things at the same time I just jumped back in uh, it was funny because at three times speed everyone talks like they're in Animal Crossing <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but even at three times speed like you see there's no style the camera the, especially as you're watching it fast you can notice that the camera does not move much and oh, except yeah. for the action, there's not a ton of editing. It's all, a lot of medium shot, or or like he'll just Mario just plants the camera at the end of a long road and watches the horses approach. Mm-hmm. It's it's very dull, like visually. Like he gets in those caves. Yeah, it's just not exciting. The whole thing. Right in the caves, he has like his color lighting, which I learned is called gel lighting. Um, mm. and there's, but then a lot, not a lot of it, because obviously to do more would kind of not make sense or he just didn't care. Like it yeah. just really I seems did say, like, I did write that. I love the sets. I thought the sets were cool. Like the caves, sets, even though not had a, his touch. Yeah. But then but I like seeing, I like seeing the old Western backgrounds that are just like non-moving pieces, like oh, painted yeah. somewhere. I was the like, paint, that's cool. Well, I mean, that is part of his thing. But normally, yeah. his paintings are so good, his mats are so good, you don't, you know, register them. Like, think of uh, the whip and the body. He matted in that castle on the cliffside, mm-hmm. but he did it really well. Like yeah. that was his one of his big things that he got known for, and how he even, you know, got the credentials to become the directors he started with his mats let's talk about the the coolest thing that a character did in this movie which is show up at a saloon at 6 a.m and order six eggs bread bacon and whiskey yeah this uh, huge breakfast uh, right? and these that, guys... that made me think this movie's going somewhere but no that was that was that was, that was the end of the cool well what's also interesting is that this is a scene where he meets up with slim who introduces him to the rest of the outlaws led by carson 
right? And mm-hmm. he, he meets him, yeah, at like 6 a.m. And they're still going with a poker game, which, okay, maybe. And, like, he gets in this barroom brawl yeah. with this guy who oh, you almost think, like, he's going to come back, right? Like, he gets in a barroom brawl and beats up the town sheriff. And then, I mean, I guess later when they're holding up the bank, the sheriff comes in, but it's not like he really recognized them. He just saw all these soldiers and was like weirded out by it. And then Carson kills an old lady when they're picking up the money. And that's kind of like tips off the sheriff that these guys aren't above board. (laughs) Like everything. Wait a minute. My soldiers wouldn't do that. Right. Everything was going so fine for them as they're counting out the money. And then they'd like, bust around the the counter like you're just throw it all in the bag don't count it and like the the bankers are like well that's not normal and they shoot an old lady dead yeah like they totally blew their cover all that carson's fault so they yeah they end up with the army there's a there's a woman there who's what was she killed somebody who was trying to rape her or something and now she's like going to fort alamo to go to jail um She's a hot redhead, so that's like the uh-huh. only bright spot of the entire movie for me. Uh, I actually looked up to see if she was going to be in any more of the Baba films, and mm-hmm. she's not. Uh, oh. But she is in one that... Was that, um, was that Janet? Yeah. yeah. She's in a spy movie that's directed by Ricardo Freda. If you remember, Freda, or Freda was the director who got Baba his start with uh, Lust of the Vampire, I Vampire and that other one that had all the stock footage. Oh my god, she uh, is in a movie called Hercules exploded. Against the Moon Men, which I want to yeah. see now. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I used to own that one, but it was a really shitty, like, dollar store DVD. Oh, it looks shitty. As Earth's Mightiest Titan Battles Moon Monsters? Uh, yeah. Great. Yeah, it looks awful, but anyway... <laughs> Right, so, and even at 75 minutes, this movie just drags. There's no Mm. style. The the action's okay, especially at the end. See, I didn't didn't think it was, like, I didn't think it dragged. I thought it was, like, totally, like, I thought it went fairly fast. It's just nothing, nothing, it just wasn't exciting, but I thought it was fine. Right. It'd be weird, it's weird that it's a Mario Bava movie. It's like he was super depressed or drunk or something. Exactly, I think that's (laughs) definitely where it fails, like... He, I, he could have done something, even if... Like, if you made this movie, I'd be like, this is the greatest movie ever made. If you kept the story almost <laughs> intact, too, like, yeah. if there, he had energy in the direction of it, I think it still could have worked. And Ken Clark's not super charismatic, but... No. Well, he was, you read, well, he was a failed actor, and so he became a coal miner. <laughs> no, I didn't look that, him that's, up that's, that. That's his life. That's Ken Clark's life. He, I he might have glazed over it. In the yeah, he Lucas died in Ohio. Book. He was in the Navy, and then he tried to be an actor, but he just did a bunch of B movies, and then just went back to being a coal miner. Wow. All right. So yeah, not a lot of a charisma from our lead. So that <laughs> that definitely hurts it. Also, the music is so awful. And awesome. Oh, no. I liked it. I actually that, specifically wrote that the music, the intro song is amazing, and then the the sound at the beginning, I, and then the uh, the end is really cool. <laughs> I couldn't tell if he was singing in English or Italian. No, I, I don't remember. So. I hated that song, and the music just blares, and it just a lot of times it just doesn't make sense either. Just blast through the whole thing. 
Uh, I feel like this is going to be a true Mario minute because I don't. No, I think have... that, I think we 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 overstayed our right. welcome even. <laughs> yeah, because I haven't watched this ten, well what one and a third time. Like cause I yeah. watched it three times speed, and even at three times speed, I was like, "There's really nothing. No. This is just a nothing movie." And this is almost the straw that broke the camel's back because we've taken a, the longest time ever to come around to recording this. Oh episode. yeah, yeah, we didn't really. <laughs> but next time is Planet of the Vampires, and I am oh, yeah. super excited for that. And from there, we're going to have a really good stride of good movies. Oh, the other thing was, this was one of, um, this came out, oh, it was either a month before, or I think it was a month before Fistful of Dollars. To give you an idea, mm-hmm. like, how, like, behind the times this movie ended up being, and how, like, low energy, you know, since... One month later, spaghetti westerns were born. Yeah. So, all right. So that was Road to Fort Alamo. And we'll see you next time with Planet of the Vampires. Later. See ya.